0: Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer, coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. If you listeners out there want to take part in the show, you're more than welcome to do that. All you gotta do is send an email. You can send in news stories or friend questions, whatever you want to do. Just send us an email at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. We'll read it, get back to you, maybe read it on the show. Tonight's show, as usual, is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. LoneStarButtons is a small button company, and all of their buttons are made in the USA at a reasonable cost, in multiple sizes and shapes, and LoneStarButtons is owned by the amazing, the talented, the stunningly beautiful Adam Stimpy Jones. Adam's easy to work with, and he's reliable. He's been in the business for going on... I don't know, tw- let's say 20 years, give or take. To reach LoneStarButtons.com, you can go to their website. Check it out, it's from the 90s. You don't see that kind of design around much anymore. It's pretty awesome. But, to get in touch with Adam Stimpy Jones at Lone Star Buttons, you can email him at info Or, you can go old school, pre-internet, and call him. Call him at 281 798 1996. Tell them Gorag sent you and you want to suck on those hairy tits. And let's not forget, people, LoneStarButtons.com features the Gorag Seal of Approval. That's that. We're all still alive. Let's listen to this show. <laughs>
1: Hey everybody, thanks for listening to episode 63 of the show. I'm your host, I'm sick of saying this, Gabe Dieter, and as usual, back in the studio is bitchin' Brennan Birch. I'm very excited to be on the Revenge of the <laughs> World
2: podcast. You forgot to mention that.
1: Uh, I, think, I think they're
2: already listening to the show.
1: <laughs> <They're> pro- <laughs> Let's start over. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Revenge of the World, episode 63. I'm your host, Gabe Dieter, and with me in the studio is co-host, Bitchin' Brennan Birch.
2: (laughs) Oh, this is not going well already. How's that going? (laughs) Uh, uh, Pretty good. Like, I think we're we're off our game right now. We're both like, we both just woke up from naps. We
1: just woke up from a single nap. Yeah, we... we, (laughs) We cuddled. We didn't spoon or anything. Brennan took the couch like a gentleman. Yeah, you don't have to lie. <laughs> I thought we,
2: I thought we were kind of shared a moment there. That's nice.
1: We, uh, <laughs> we've actually been hanging out all day, kind of. Yeah, we have. We went to where, where did we go? It came from the Bayou, 2016. It's a uh, print show that goes on in Houston every year mm-hmm. for the past five years. Are you okay? Yeah, I feel like this whole thing is just like not going well right now. <laughs> Well, we can't ditch it at this point, so let's keep going. <laughs> what on, are you talking about? We can't on ditch it. Going. We can
0: always
2: ditch
1: it. <sighs> it's a live show. Brendan. don't do this. <laughs> don't do this to yourself. Um, oh, so we went man. to... Uh, it came from the Bayou. It was a fun show. We uh, met up with our friend Lisa Hunter, who was on the pilot episode. I don't know that never even aired. it never saw it, the it light never of day. Yeah, no,
2: yeah, we, we that we, was
1: that was a terrible day in podcast history.
2: Yeah, like uh, it, it, the recording was really bad. Uh, the assembly was terrible. The whole thing was just like a nightmare. I,
1: I got a I got a call right before we hit record saying that my granddad had broken his neck and. That did not go well for me as a host. Really? Yeah. I I
2: didn't know that happened the same day.
1: Yeah, right. Minutes beforehand. Wow, that explains so much. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Complete and utter failure. Yeah. Nothing to do with Lisa or Renee that were on there, but I was not at the best of my abilities. (laughs) And, you know, I really did suck when this whole thing started, so... Yeah. You have that going against you, too. Um, You were there, too. You were yeah, the... Yeah, uh, I was, I was... You were the quote-unquote engineer. Yeah,
2: I'm not sure how I really got roped into that, but I'm glad that I'm not doing that anymore.
1: Brennan's a level 7 in technology. I am a level 4, therefore... Yeah. He's always roped into the technical shit.
2: Yeah. But I don't know. I it, I, I really had no idea what I was supposed to be doing because like I, I I felt like all I was really doing was just like watching and making sure everything was still recording. Yeah. Because like I, I I mean, you know, obviously neither of us had ever done a podcast before. Right. And yeah, it was just it was really confusing. Like I, I it's, it's weird. It's like it was like, you know, getting a job and then like getting hired and you come in on your first day and nobody tells you anything to do. You know yeah yeah you kind of just <laughs> so have to you, you're it just kind of there you just kind of
1: sweep yeah
2: <laughs> you hey, just hold a broom this, and
1: try to look like yeah this corner's dirty <laughs> i'm not
2: a dirt bag i let's, promise let's clean it for
1: eight <laughs> hours um so what's been going on brennan uh on. those of you listening right now probably noticed we didn't have a show last week yeah. because it was uh flood fest 2016 uh did you see that <laughs> That uh, that footage of the reporter, quote unquote, saving that man from yeah.
2: his, his sinking car. <laughs> man, he really wanted to save that
1: Prius. Man, what a moron. Uh, well, see, I didn't. To me, that wasn't the focus of the video. It was more like the reporter that was yelling at the guy didn't want to get the microphone wet. Yeah,
2: he, he always kept the mic above water. He yeah, was like.
1: Uh I would go in after you but I got this mic so I'm just yeah. going to coach you into saving Swim! yourself. <laughs> what do I do? Swim. You walk- what I, what I, I see my theory is the people that drove into these floods were on ambient. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, because you don't if if you've never seen someone on Ambien, they're in a like a, a, a sleepwalking state. Mm-hmm. They're kind of disconnected from what's going on around them, yeah. and they're kind of just on automate automated mode. You know, mm. uh, yeah. it's weird. It's like they're in a trance, and <laughs> and it takes a lot for them to uh, snap out of it.
2: Well, I think a lot of the people. It seemed like a lot of people got stranded this time, and I think what it is is like so many new people have moved here from other places that just don't know how to live whenever a it good floods point. that's a good point. you know they're just like oh i'm from indiana <laughs> you know i'm gonna go get my car stuck <laughs> i'm so mad at people from indiana for some reason like anytime i like use that example about like a bunch of people moving to houston i always say indiana <laughs> I, I got this weird grudge i don't know why
1: that is that is weird yeah um, <laughs> um but yeah on this uh footage the guy's face he literally did not know what was going on no he, it was like he was in a dream mm-hmm. and up until up until he was safe on dry land mm-hmm. and he realized what had happened to him he kind of became coherent yeah. and and uh started giving the best interview <laughs> it was like the dullest interview he was just like a normal person that it's like he he hadn't even uh lived that experience
2: well he, he probably
1: just got scared and maybe almost kind of went into shock a little bit you know yeah but once he was once he was talking to the reporter afterwards yeah he was completely normal like that didn't even happen
2: yeah well i mean adrenaline too you know just kicks in i don't know
1: this guy was very even keeled like yeah nothing had even happened huh he's like i don't know what happened um i guess just uh there was a lot of high water it was crazy yeah <laughs> he wasn't like panting or <coughs> sorry. you know i would be going nuts i'd be like holy actually uh I flipped my I flipped my car one time. Yeah. And it was into a, a, a ditch and people pulled me out and I was like my mouth was running a mile a minute. Mm-hmm. Like I could not calm down. My hands were shaking. it was like an incredible experience for me. Yeah. Uh this guy was the opposite of <laughs> that. <laughs> it was just weird. Maybe yeah. he maybe he uh he did it for insurance purposes. I don't know. Maybe. Um I don't know. In my show notes, uh, I just wrote, "It's Popeye, not Pie or Pipe fuckers." <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. Since since we haven't done a show in a week, yeah, I have all these uh, these show notes that did not. <laughs> Mean anything really? I yeah. even have a couple friend questions. Really? Yeah, from last week. Oh man, we didn't we didn't ask for any questions. No, yet. we didn't. Okay, well, it's we... gonna be a short one. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Unless you want to pause the show.
2: Well, no, because I mean, there's no way we're gonna get like enough friend
1: time. No, we should do live callers. Oh man. <laughs> uh. Okay. We can make that happen if <clears throat> you want. <laughs> I've been uh, showing Jess Carnival for the past few weeks. Uh Have you seen that show? I saw a couple of
2: episodes, uh, I think, where you and I lived next door to each other, whenever Ed were in those apartments. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We've lived in close proximity to each other a bunch of times. Yeah. It's kind of (laughs) weird. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just like strange. Like we've been neighbors. We've been roommates. Uh, uh, I guess at one we've point. We've been roommates in several different yeah, circumstances. I guess at one point you were technically kind of my landlord maybe.
1: <laughs> well, no,
2: uh, not, not really.
1: Su- I was subletting yeah, You subletting, your your room. Room. yeah. I don't know. Uh, so in carnival everything's fucking crazy yeah. but this happens during the uh the great depression yeah where everything's like all the all the farmland's been eroded away and it's like this huge dust bowl mm-hmm. and uh you don't realize how desperate people were back then because we're living in like the height of the technological society you know right and uh i'm just like fuck if this happened right now i wouldn't even be able to deal with this shit <laughs>
2: well i mean i think if this happened right now it would be you know maybe a little more manageable like more predictable and you know there could be you know i guess like like a backup plan could be put into place you know
1: oh no man i don't know it's pretty nuts i i I recommend uh carnival to everybody that watches hbo shows because it was fucking amazing um and spooky and creepy Mm -hmm. um See in the in the show notes I have uh when you were gonna do knuckle dusters. Oh yeah. <laughs> that conversation we had, yours would be or mine would be hate dads <laughs> and yours would be shit life. Yeah. And they both kinda work out. Yeah, a little like, bit. I guess completely. so. <laughs> You're all about that shit life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. I mean I don't hate all dads. <laughs> Just a few. Just a few. Just the ones that matter. Um i've written down is your online persona the real you mm. i was just thinking uh, i think um as far as mine goes my online persona is like the best of me like there's no like terrible shit or you know yeah there i don't know there's but there's some there's some people especially on facebook that that share their like turmoil, you know, yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, And I'm wondering like, if I post the best of what's going on in my life, are they posting the best of what's in their life? No. And like... Okay, I'm sorry. Finish your thought. It's just their whole life is terrible? Or, I don't know. This is just something to think about. I think it's just that people
2: pretty much put out the most extreme amplified version of themselves you know yeah and i don't think it's so much that you know because i mean people go through phases sometimes where like you know things are going tough for them or whatever and they just they want to talk to somebody about it you know so i mean i guess they put it out there maybe for that reason or maybe to try to invoke some sort of sympathy or something but i mean i don't know i think personally i'm not sure it's like really the best or worst version of myself it's just kind of like i think it's pretty close to who i am you know i mean i'm I'm a little weird, a little
1: annoying, you know, I'm occasionally funny. <laughs> I don't know. think you got those reversed. <laughs> always weird, always funny, occasionally annoying. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm know. i always
2: really, like, self-conscious about it being annoying. I don't know why. It's just a kind of a thing.
1: So, uh... Man, I'm just full well, what do you of think? pizza right now. <laughs> yeah, we, uh... We hit that print show, uh, which we've done... For the past, I believe, four years, this is our fourth time going. Well, it was my first time uh, First time for Brennan. Um, And usually when we we go to anything or do anything in Houston, uh, we usually cap it off with a, a trip to Star Pizza. And uh, just completely destroy our intestines <laughs> with cheese. Man, um, yeah, that's a yeah, it's really good. I I don't understand why I've been to the bathroom three times and you, none. Yeah,
2: that's that's well, you know what? It's because I ate the gluten free. You ate the gluten free. You know,
1: fucking tiny yeah. looked like something terrible, but I'll <laughs> let you be the judge because you ate it. It was good. Okay, <laughs> I was like. Me and Jess were laying down we also took a nap afterwards. Yep. So uh, Jess was just was saying, uh I wonder if Brennan's gonna be hungry after this because he only ate a quarter of a 10 inch pizza. No. <laughs> I don't know. No, I I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know,
2: see that's why I'm not sick though, I think. I think so. Th- there might be something to that whole gluten-free thing. Yep. Um,
1: maybe. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk later. <laughs> they ain't uh, over yet. <laughs> But yeah, that that print show was fucking awesome. Um, there were a lot of talented people mm-hmm. doing that stuff. Uh, people ask me all the time, "Gabe, why aren't, why aren't you in this show?" You know, and yeah. I'm like, "Cause I don't sweat to get my my art from the paper to another piece of paper." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, this show was all block printing or screen printing, right? And either of those the the work doesn't end at your completed drawing Mm -hmm. it ends after you complete your drawing you figure out the color scheme and then you separate that color scheme into however many colors of ink Mm -hmm. and then you're pressing that four color process or whatever on the paper i'm like that's too much goddamn work
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a it's,
1: it's it's definitely like a it's a very labor-intensive skill. It's like, an art art form, yeah, in itself. I mean, just the drawing, it could be badass to to mediocre, mm-hmm. and you still have to put in another. Just as much work after you're finished with the drawing. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I don't know if we should announce this, but we've been accepted into the uh, Comic Palooza podcast program. Yes, we have. I don't understand exactly what that is. It seems exciting. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Uh, I think we're going to have to start covering more uh, pop culture topics. You think so? Uh, <laughs> leading up to this thing. Yeah, because if it. Uh, if it is what it is in my mind, uh, I think we'll be doing a live show. Yeah. At Comic Palooza. Wow. And if it's not what I think it is in my mind, I have no idea what it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, uh,
2: it, it, is it like a is it like a street teaming kind of thing where we just kind of talk about the show on our podcast, or is it like a
1: thing where we're gonna? But what's the payoff? I don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I I have yet to receive a follow up letter saying exactly. what uh you know what what their advertising yeah. is going to accomplish
2: but you know <clears throat> comic police is a good show i've always had a good time going
1: i have the last time i went i had an amazing time yeah uh the first time i went it was to do portfolio reviews for people and i think i told the story on on the show but uh i mean that that was a great time yeah I had, I had so much fun met so many people mm-hmm. uh that i still you know come into contact with every once in a while and uh it's just all around a fun gig mm-hmm. to be a part of if you can get in there so hopefully we can do something with them yeah. um let's see i don't have anything else do you uh well i guess we have to talk about prince don't we yes we do do you want to cover that in the news or just yeah let's do it in the news all right okay here we go <laughs>
0: We all know what time it is it's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends
1: so Prince died uh man I know you're we, it's weird man because you called this along like six months ago no it was it was like a week ago no nah. was
2: Was there a time before
1: then no it was it was when somebody else died you said 2016 if you take prince i swear to god Th- that was something like, a, like that. it was like
2: a week ago it was because uh like you know, that was whenever the the first report came out that he'd been hospitalized uh, no 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 yeah i swear nope, it, is.
1: it was before that it wasn't somebody else had died and you said leave prince alone or something like that
2: oh well I don't know that that might be possible, but that that post that you're talking about is from a week ago. Like I went back and checked because somebody else like posted on that thing that said and they just wrote uh, this is really creepy now or something because. <laughs> huh. But yeah, it was like that was a It's it's been really man. I am so sick of this year. I'm so sick of like having to talk about like all these people dying, you know.
1: But who was who was the first bet?
2: Well, I mean it was Lemmy. Lemmy, yeah. And then uh David Bowie. Yeah. Uh let's see. Merle Haggard, Angus Scrim.
1: Dude, I think it was Bowie uh, when Bowie died. I think it I think that's when you said print. Oh man. I'm pretty sure. Wow. It I, was it was somebody big that died and you were like, leave Prince alone.
2: Yeah. Well we might have talked about it. I don't know, but that's strange, man. I don't I don't remember that, but I don't know. That's like I'm kinda of wondering if maybe it's just like we're kind of seeing the end result of like really interesting intense drug use through the 70s and 80s. Um, You know, like just just the toll that it finally takes on your body, even if you quit, you know?
1: Yeah, but Keith
2: Richards But Keith Richards. But you know, the thing about <laughs> he's Keith He's always brought up. Well, everybody says uh Keith Richards, you know, like, oh, he's this hard, crazy partying guy, but like, you know, in his book he talks about, you know, having that reputation uh-huh. and how the reason he's been able to he was able to get away with it is because he wasn't, you know, super crazy like on drugs for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. It was a short period, he was using very high quality drugs or whatever, and he, he was like, you know, really safe about it and you know well, at least he says, you know. Mm-hmm. And And, uh... You know that that's why he was able to kind of survive that period or whatever is like and he you know he, he just kind of got a reputation for being like this crazy heroin addict or whatever but you know it really wasn't for that long of a period of time hmm. and i mean pretty much beyond that he was just kind of like you know cigarettes and alcohol and like pot interesting but uh i i, I really do believe that that's probably that has to play a factor into it you know because i mean all these people are kind of roughly from the same time that are starting to you know drop
1: when when you always heard uh smoking cigarettes are going to take 10 years off your- your life you know that kind of just pays off yeah at the end i mean but i don't i don't i I never knew prince to be a uh hard narcotics kind of guy well he had uh, a
2: lot of issues with his hips and his legs and like his back and stuff from dancing in heels really yeah like through like all throughout the 70s and 80s like he had a lot of problems like with his bones and stuff Hmm. so like you know he was he was on some pretty heavy pain medication really yeah so i mean it it was it was just one of those things you know when you put all that stuff in your body for so long, it's going to catch up to you. doesn't matter what it is. It There's no anything. such
1: thing as a free lunch. No. <laughs> uh, that's
2: crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah, but it's this is it's just weird because these are like people that like you know like my first one of my first memories of enjoying music is actually Prince. Really? Yeah. Like uh, I I could I was probably I was maybe four years old. Like, and I had this very clear memory of being in my cousin's room in Channel View and like playing tennis racket guitar to Let's Go Crazy. Wow. Like when I I, mean, I couldn't have been any older than four. You know, it was <laughs> like 1985, so ish. You know. I mean, I don't know the exact year. It's like, that's like one of those really weird, early fuzzy memories. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, how you have those little flashes of things that are like, kind of like your first things of like your memory coming online, you know? Yeah. Like, that's one of those for me. And it's just, it's weird. It's kind of like surreal that like a person that was a part of that is like
1: just dead now, you know? I don't know. Mm. It's Just time catching up to
2: people, man. It's crazy.
1: It's, uh, people have been telling me that when Michael Jackson died, who is Arguably, somewhat in the realm of bigger than life, just like Prince was, you yeah. know, uh, and a a real artist, mm-hmm. um, it didn't really affect them the same way. Yeah, and maybe it was, uh, I don't know. Well, I'm sure with Michael Jackson, like a lot of the, the later stuff, you know, really. I mean, plus his, 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 his image
2: was pretty tainted. His legacy took a hit. You yeah,
1: know? that's true.
2: Whereas, I mean, Prince, if he died in '93, that'd be a different story, right? If if yeah. he died like on the Dangerous tour, you know, yeah, like people, it would have been a completely different story. Yeah, he would have been a little he would still would have been weird but like, you know.
1: I saw a funny clip uh of Prince talking about how he was originally supposed to be on the uh the bad video. Really? <gasps> <clears throat> he was supposed to play a Wesley Snipes character. Really? And he said, uh the first line of he was talking to Mike and he said the first line of this song is your butt is mine. Now you sure aren't gonna sing that to me, and I'm sure not gonna sing that to you. Yeah. <laughs> so he wound up just like dropping out of the thing. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. It's weird. You can uh, you can look that up on YouTube. Yeah. It's pretty goddamn funny. Um Man. yeah, I, I never really was I was very aware of Prince. Yeah.
2: Um You you couldn't not be if you were born in like you know the seventies and eighties, you know? Right.
1: Uh but as far as like listening to the stuff and enjoying uh Purple Rain, the mm-hmm. movie, I just it didn't didn't strike a chord with me, you know. Yeah. So I kind of missed out on the fun, but I mean now, um, looking back at his his work, I'm like, wow, you yeah. know, the guy was really fantastic. I mean, I've owned five
2: physical copies of the per- Rain soundtrack. Oh really. And I finally bought it digitally this year so I never have to buy a physical one ever again. Oh, because good it, for you. I just I just you know kept destroying CDs or whatever because like anytime I bought it, it would just stay in my car for months. And like, you know, if I took it out, you know, it would just get destroyed like CDs get destroyed in your car. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean that those first, you know, maybe like four or five albums are just like untouchable, man. You they're they're great. You know, it's just like life affirming party music, you know, and yeah. I don't know. I think that there's really something to that. And
1: I wasn't aware of the uh, the uh, music he wrote either. Yeah, for other people, mm-hmm. and for the most part, as soon as you hear that. It sounds exactly like something he would write. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Good job, Prince. You left a mark, a positive mark. and Good run, man. You'll be missed. Such a good run. Um, in other news, are you done? Yeah. Are, I mean, we, are we done on Prince? That's fine. I didn't want to cut it too short. Yeah. Um. A Solar powered plane called Solar Impulse 2 cross the Pacific Ocean from Hawaii to California. Did you hear about this? No, not at all. Uh it made the trip in 60 hours wow carried one person mm-hmm. the pilot wow well <laughs> can uh, you imagine crossing the pacific in a solar-powered plane <laughs> wow by yourself like you could probably ride a bike faster
2: across the pacific ocean than <laughs> oh, <laughs> man <laughs> yeah that that has to be terrifying though and i'm 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 really sad that the oil companies are gonna buy that technology and destroy it
1: (laughs) (laughs) it reminds me of amelia Earhart. like you're really taking a risk yeah that's that's no joke i mean that's i mean the plane was probably going slow enough to where it could just make a soft landing but a soft landing is still putting your life at risk so you're still in the middle of the pacific ocean yeah crazy yep Mm -hmm. um 60 hours (laughs) Excuse me. How do you stay awake for that trip? Yeah. I don't know. That guy deserves a medal <laughs> and a new diaper. Um <laughs> New York voting its fucked as Arizona's is. <laughs> oh man. Uh I think this is the only political story I have, which is strange. It's really refreshing. Yeah, it's kind of nice, god. <clears throat> I really don't have to name a candidate in this and uh but I think we all know who's behind this. <laughs> <laughs> uh now um it's pretty fucked up. Like that thou- uh, something like over a hundred thousand people were blocked from voting in this like, in this primary. Why were they blocked? Because their names were missing. Like they just weren't on the rolls? Yeah. Huh. Was Pretty, there any, was there any reason for that? Like nothing. Was I mean, getting- it's under investigation right now, but as yeah. far as I know, uh, nobody's come up with anything. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Uh, democracy as we know it no longer exists. Yeah. It's starting to seem that way. And I'm kind of
2: wondering how long it's going to be before, you know, things start getting rough out there. Yeah. You know?
1: Oh, no, man. Uh, I know once the disenfranchised voters reaches over a million, Hmm. I mean, that's a lot of dissatisfied people. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of bad Yelp reviews for (laughs) uh, New York and Arizona states. Um, And, you know, companies are... Who just enacted an anti-trans law? Uh, North Carolina? Yeah. and, And businesses are, like, snubbing that state. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a relatively small group of people that that's affecting. Yeah. Um but I haven't heard in about anybody saying, you know, Arizona and New York are dirty. Yeah. So we're getting the hell out of here, you know? Right. Uh, I I really haven't heard anybody saying stuff like that. No,
2: nobody. I don't know. I, I think people are just really detached from the entire process. Like, and at this point, because I don't know, you you would just you would think that there would be a lot more anger about what's been going on with all the you know election frauds, and it's it's just nowhere to be found. It's it's just nowhere to be found at all. You know, and yeah. like I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I it's possible that just because of so few
1: people participating and caring, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, people don't participate in... People who are listening, <laughs> walk away from your telephone, put your head out of the window, <laughs> and tell- I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore.
2: Uh, I mean, it, it, it yeah, it's, it's it feels like that, but nobody's gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody. I don't know. I feel like people haven't felt represented by their government for a really long time. At least
1: for fifteen years, ten years, something like that.
2: It's gotten worse. Yeah, it's, it's gotten like you know visibly worse. Like in our like yeah,
1: pretty much yeah, you know. since Citizens United. Yeah, which basically is corporations taking over America. Yeah. Oh, you fucks! You you gone and did it. You did what the you did what the uh, nuclear Soviet Union couldn't do. Um, there was a massive coral reef discovered in the Amazon River. Really? Yeah. Huh. Massive coral reef at the mouth uh, where the Amazon meets the ocean. Uh, so like enormous. A- uh, they've they've ex- started exploring it. This is this just happened a few days ago. Mm. They started exploring it, and already they're finding like you know, fish and and sponges and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff that they never knew existed. Right, um, and already it's in danger <laughs> because oil exploration. They, yeah, they found oil, and someone decided to frack something. <laughs> oil, oil, uh exploration was going to happen on, right on top of the reef. Oh my god. So it's Ugh. already in danger. Why
2: why can't we have anything nice ever happen <laughs> ever? <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like we're we're just we're trying to die. Like it, feel, it feels like our species is just like
1: we know it's our time so we're just going all in, you know. It reminds me of like uh we're putting a bag over our own heads. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and just breathing all our own air until there's nothing left just
2: auto erotic asphyxiation <laughs> yep. God. at
1: least we'll die with a giant boner <laughs> um in lighter news uh, uh the wrath of Khan director's cut is about to come out <laughs> uh it's gonna feature two documentaries and a ricardo montalban tribute nice you know I love everything about that fucking movie. Yeah. Uh at the time it was being made, all of the actors were taking their jobs super seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no fucking, you know, wink glinting wink to the camera yeah. or bullshit like that. No, like i re- Irony hadn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh which was in like Star Trek five you mm-hmm. know, four or five. Right. Where it started getting a little goofy and lighthearted mm-hmm. and stuff. Wrath of Khan was a straight up uh military like sub versus sub yeah type action movie mm-hmm. and it was the bad guys were ruthless yeah the good guys were just fucking at the top of their game mm-hmm. and i don't know man and uh, that's that's my favorite out of all of them and i'm including like the new star trek yeah. movies. that new rathacon movie was i didn't see it it was okay but you know it's it's a modern interpretation so it's not it's not the same thing. Yeah, well, like you know, Rathicon, Like I watched it maybe a month ago. Still made cry. <laughs> it made you cry? <laughs> yeah. At the end. Yeah.
2: Wow. It just, like every time. It's 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 one of those things that can just do it.
1: Well, they're the they're the they're the dudes. Yeah. They're the ones that are like, if if any two guys were to cry over each other's loss, yeah. it's gonna be those fucking guys. God. The, the Vulcan and the Captain.
2: Like even thinking
1: about it right now, I'm like a little oh man. <laughs> It's okay. He comes back. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, I don't know, man. Should we take some friend questions? Sure. We're going to try and do a call in show in about 15 minutes. So if you want to wait with us, (laughs) We should
2: just leave the mics on and just, like, sit here and wait for someone to call. Just not speak and see how
1: weird we can make it. Uh Uh-oh. I got an alarm going off. I think it's the, uh... We got a weather alert. I'm gonna go take care of that. So, Obama is going to send 250 more troops to Syria. 250? Yes. That's gonna make... That's gonna bring the troop count up to 300. Man. Hmm. To fight ISIS. Yeah. Yeah what the fuck are 300 guys oh well the 300 but yeah dude know your Get history <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> You. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't. That doesn't <sighs> sound very good to me. No. It sounds like you don't want to beat ISIS. I. 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 I don't know, man. I just. God, I don't even know why we're fighting people anymore.
2: <laughs> nope. I'm so confused. Like I. Like, I. I feel like I really have no idea what's going on right now. Like at least with like Iraq, at one point there was a military, you know, that we were fighting, and then yeah, that like that that kind of war makes sense to me. You know, Mm -hmm. but I just I don't know like what like you. you, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just really now. I, I, my brain is just like fried I'm, I'm i think i don't know it's almost like this is like what they want to happen to people <laughs> could, be, could they, be they just they just want our brains to fry and just just give up on trying so they can just run rampant and it's possible corporations can take over the world and we can all live in robocop oh man
1: please right. let's not do that their tv shows are terrible <laughs> um north korea says its submarine ballistic ballistic missile test was a great success <laughs> uh i'm scared of that because a submarine can go places that can't be tracked sometimes if you know what you're doing supposedly yeah uh so one see i don't i don't understand their motives because they will be crushed but one they've been testing nukes successfully Two, they've supposedly successfully put them on the end of a ballistic missile. Hmm. Three, they are testing those ballistic missiles with or without nuclear warheads out of a submarine that can or cannot be tracked. Uh, isn't this what 9-11, after 9-11, was supposed to prevent? <sighs> I don't think anyone takes them seriously, though, at all. Our, our, the Pentagon says that everything's true. I don't know.
2: I, 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 the thing about that is like, I think that they're the thing that keeps North Korea, you know, I guess safe and viable is just the fact that China is like, you know, kind of sort of okay with, and I don't know. I, I don't think that's going to last for much longer if they keep, you know, kind of pulling the stuff they're pulling, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm so, I'm exhausted by these people. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tired of like everybody, like just, I'm just tired of people fighting, man. I'm tired of like having to pay attention and like, you know, be expected to know, you know, what's going on. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's just, like, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm finally getting defeated. <laughs> really? Yeah, just by, like, the world.
1: <laughs> well, the thing about news is it doesn't really affect your life until it does. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but I feel like the news cycle makes it feel like everything is about to affect your life. Well... <laughs> yes because that's what it's designed to do yeah to get i mean and you're talking to mainstream media you're talking about ratings right and money uh but as far as just the the casual observer Mm -hmm. i mean nothing's gonna change for us unless it's too late and then we don't have to care anymore
2: yeah i mean i just i don't know like it it seems like since you know like My stepdad watches like so much Fox news. Like Mm -hmm. it's on all the time in the house. Yeah. So, I mean, whether like whenever I go to the bathroom, I'm going to catch a little piece of something insane. (laughs) every single time yeah like you know pretty much from the time that I get home from work until you know he finally falls asleep and that's one reason that I'm looking forward to moving out a lot
1: you're uh, <laughs> you're coming in contact with something that is designed to ramp up your paranoia exactly so, and it's starting to work uh, it's starting to work and
2: it's, I mean not in the sense that like I necessarily believe them but it scares me that people believe them yeah you know
1: um, as a former Fox News consumer, yeah. Bush, trumpeter, uh, Limbaugh, listener. <laughs> that's a really
2: interesting aspect of your life. I don't, think we need to get into that at some point. Don't worry about
1: it, you know? Yeah. That's, that's all I got to tell you. Man. You're going to be fine.
2: I, I really want to, like, like one day we need to sit down and start sifting through all of that. I think that's Man, really interesting uh, of your life. If,
1: if, you, if you come up with questions, I'll try to answer them because I, I seriously cannot remember yeah. where all that went wrong. I mean, I know, I know because... My family are—I would call—they're um, Republicans, but they're not—they're not neocons. Crazy. No, they're—they're—they're <laughs> they're, they're not neocons. That's a perfect way of saying. It. Yeah. Uh, so I've been exposed to this pretty much all my life. Um, and I—I I don't really know where how I turned it around either. Because oh, I—I I know why. Uh, because being a punk rocker. Yeah. Which is also a weird thing. Yeah, that was because I wasn't—I was, was pro Bush after being a punk rocker. Yeah. As a punk rocker. Yeah. That was kind of a a weird thing. But then again, I was into beer punk, not political punk. Right. So uh, the actually, you know, Bush after 9-11, Bush said, do not believe these wild conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. So that made me say, what's he talking about? I want to know all about that. Right. And so I started just researching and, you know, these conspiracy theories uh turn i mean the majority of them turn out to be true in some form or fashion Mm -hmm. and the more the more things that come out to be true it makes you think about it a little harder about how you're buying into propaganda Mm -hmm. and uh i just kind of deprogrammed myself through listening to crazy shit yeah and uh you know i don't some of it i don't believe anymore Mm -hmm. because i'm i got burned out on it but a lot of it i mean it came it came true they've since 9-11 the conspiracy theorists have always said uh Saudi Arabia played a major part in that right and we're gonna we're gonna cover some of that in tenfold Mm tirade because there's some news out on that
2: and I I feel like right now what's like you know at least just something that I've observed is you know I've talked about before the kind of the the compression of the news cycle you know how things are just moving faster and faster Mm -hmm. and uh you know And you were talking about how, you know, the conspiracy guys always ultimately, you know, or frequently end up having, they frequently end up being the people that are telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's happening faster now. And I think that's probably why the world seems a lot crazier.
1: That's possible. I mean, Um, it just seems like the conspiracy guys go by. I believe we have our first caller. hmm. Is it a little early? Nope. Uh, Right on time. Right on time. Okay. All right. We're going to take this call. Friend questions live. Uh, Hello, you've reached Revenge of the World. Friend questions. What's up? What's your name?
3: What's my name? What's your name? Let's see. What time, time you guys called me the sweetheart of the show. That should be a real clue for the people that listen to your podcast.
1: Lori Rodriguez.
3: Of course.
1: How are you doing?
3: I'm good. So here's my totally serious question.
1: Okay, I'm all ears.
3: What does it sound like when doves cry?
1: Oh, uh-huh. Bringing things full circle. <laughs> 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 That's what it sounds like in touch. Cry. <laughs> Brennan just blew up my headphones.
3: Sorry, I figured y'all could use some extra prints in your show anyways. <laughs> I will uh, say this though. I'm glad I don't know, not glad, but I think with the passing of David Bowie and Prince, that it's like two androgynous icons, you know, that we've lost. And for people like me that identify with that, I don't know. It's something major, so I'll just say that. And when Lay Yaga and the rest of them passed away, like no one's ever going to mourn them like we did for Bowie and Prince.
2: You don't think so? You don't think someone else is going to come along? Did you hear that? What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, uh, do I need to talk into your phone or no? Talking to the mic. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you don't you don't think there's going to be someone else that comes along
3: of that caliber? No, because you have to remember. I mean, I don't know when you were born, but back in the '80s, for me, I was a preteen, and I kind of always wondered why my dad never let me buy a prince tape yeah like i really wanted to buy a prince tape purple rain when it came out i wanted to buy it i could get michael jackson thriller that's fine but i couldn't get prince and then i was told he had songs he's, called, too, like, sugar sexy. Walls. he's right, too sexy he's too sexy for little
1: kids
3: <laughs> right like i didn't know what sugar walls meant and i was like totally innocent and so my parents were like oh hell no you're not gonna get a prince you know album or whatever and now that I listen to music I'm like okay I guess they made the right choice or whatever else but yeah I mean back then I mean there was no you know there was nothing like that I mean it was all new and I was very sheltered so I really didn't know anything about Bowie and being androgynous I mean I thought he was just a man that just liked to wear makeup or whatever but like Prince I actually will say this I thought he was gay I didn't think he was straight because I was like what kind of straight guy dresses like that you know so, I always I speculate that he was gay, but I never really understood all that, you know, being back in the 80s, you know, when gay was such a taboo thing. So, right. um, I think he yeah. was just too so small.
1: I, I think he was just too small to be a, a rugged guy. Yeah. He just had to go the <laughs> other way. Just worked with no, what he had.
3: Well, but he didn't, though. That's just that he didn't. So. I don't know. I think for me, it was just more the fanfare of his fashion and, and everything else and his dress. I mean, that's what kind of like, what sort of straight guy dresses that way? Because, you know, I grew up with Marlboro Man and that kind of stuff. So I thought, well, this is the way a guy acts, this way he dresses or whatever. And then oddly enough, when I get older, that's like the one thing I think I'm most attracted to is the way a guy dresses. Like if a guy puts thought into the way he dresses, then I'm like, okay, well, then he must be really cool or, you know, the way he thinks also. So, you know, it was more than than just, I don't know, fitting the mold. So even back then, I was kind of, I don't know, I guess deviating from the norm. So anyways, but yeah, I don't want to try to be a guest on the show. <laughs> okay. So I'll politely excuse myself out, but thank you for letting me entertain my questions. Yeah, totally thank, nice.
1: thank you very much for calling. All
3: right, you guys right. take care. Bye.
1: You too, bye. What a good! I don't know if that's a friend question, but uh, that was a good little conversation about Prince.
3: It's
2: really more of a comment, but you know, I'll take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure someone else is going to come along. It, it, you know, pop culture didn't stop. You know, no, the, in the world, 80s. It, it's,
1: the world keeps on turning. You yeah, know? It's,
2: it's like you know, there's somebody. There are people right now that like you know teenagers and like people in their early 20s and stuff you know know about they're, they're interested in that i i don't get you know i have no idea who chief keith is <laughs> <laughs> but apparently he's a thing that people really like yeah and you know i i feel like maybe that's just not for me to know you know and, and i'm okay with that but i think that, that something else is gonna you know th- things will come along you know the, people people don't, are not gonna stop making art they're not gonna stop making being creative they're not gonna stop expressing you know their feelings and their sexuality and you know whatever else you know these other people represented and i don't know i think
1: yes i I agree with that but i think the next time someone wants to be androgynous and be a rock star Uh they're gonna have to keep in mind that it's been done and uh they can't really do their own thing if they're doing somebody else well i mean it it had really been done before you know little richard came before all these guys you know that's true but that was a
2: different era so
1: yeah maybe you're right
2: i mean there, there's, there's there's always going to be a precedent set you know and people are always going to be influenced but i think that people are going to add their own thing to it and it's going to keep going it's not going to stop just because you know they can't be on mtv anymore right you know i mean I, and i think that people will find new avenues to you know kind of blow up that way or whatever but i think it's you know it's still going to keep going
1: right so since we're in between callers, want to uh, do do some friend questions? Yeah, sure. We've got this. We've got two from Steve Wigington. Uh, let's see if the Democratic nomination was decided from hand to hand combat between Bernie Sanders <laughs> and Her- Hillary Clinton. Who do you think is walking away the winner?
2: Well, uh, if if we're going like. I mean, what are the rules? Are they are we talking like UFC? Are we talking Kumite? Are we
1: talking kickboxer? Let's do No Holds Barred. Anything goes. Well, anything in goes. A, in a room full of furniture.
2: Oh, well, Hillary Clinton.
1: Let's do let's do this. Let's do this match in the Oval Office.
2: Oh, oh, that's good. Okay. So there's like there's like two flagpoles. Loser that they scrubs the carpet. Scrubs their own blood off the yeah. carpet. Uh God. I don't know. Well, I mean, in the Oval Office. I would imagine, since Hillary's been there, she knows all the secret compartments. She knows where the gun's at in the desk. Ooh. You know?
1: Yeah, that's true. She, she's already got an advantage. Are we bringing... Well, fuck. Let's say her codes aren't valid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> her thumbprint won't open the case yeah. for the, the uh, pistol. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, Bernie's pretty old. Bernie's old, but Bernie's active. I've seen him shooting baskets with his family. Yeah. He, he can get around. He's okay. Yeah. He, uh... He looks a lot more frail than he is. I think he's in pretty damn good health.
2: Yeah. But I I also think that, like, Hillary will do what she needs to do to get the job done. You know, she'll, she has no problem with, like, you know, I think she, I can see her fighting dirty. I could see
1: him, I could see Hillary, uh, in full mount, grabbing his long hair and just bashing his head against the, the yeah. ground yeah um I I, I I don't know how Bernie would feel about you know trying to well I mean for for the nomination I mean I, I think you'd fight for it it's not just the nomination it's the future of our country yeah <laughs> so I, I,
2: god damn it Bernie I could see him throwing down but <laughs> do what do whatever you're able to but I don't know man I, I I think Hillary's a little taller isn't she uh I don't know I mean she um, seems in taller. the
1: debate they seemed a little equal. they seemed equal yeah I think she she's got some weight on him yeah like but, wh- how's a reach See, that's has the thing we don't know i think bernie has pretty long arms think so yeah hmm. uh i don't know though i mean you'd have yeah to, they're, mm-hmm. they're both wearing pantsuits so yeah can't true. really tell yeah hmm. uh, i'm gonna go with hillary yeah it's <laughs> a more bloodthirsty one
2: yeah I, I i could see her you know killing without conscience yeah
1: yeah she would probably uh she'd probably thank Fake being weak, yeah, and get pinned up against the window, and then turn him ar- turn around to where he's on the window, and a sniper takes him out. Oh yeah, because she got the money. It's true. She can make something like that happen. She can make stuff happen. Uh, Steve Wickington also asks, <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on Axl Rose fronting the last leg of ACDC's tour?
2: Um, you know, like like hearing like hearing it just you know just hearing the words Axl Rose fronting ACDC. It makes me very uncomfortable and sad, but at the same time, like whenever you like think about his voice, uh-huh. it kind of works.
1: It kind of works,
2: you know. And if and if he if he can hit the notes, and I mean, there's not really much many notes to hit with Mm-mm. ACDC songs, but like if he can like you know kind of power it out and make it sound good, you know, I'm fine with him doing a warm up tour before he goes out on the road with Guns N' Roses. I don't think he can do any worse. No. He's, uh, he's pretty well hit bottom with that whole chinese democracy fiasco
1: he uh i saw the uh guns and roses reunion thing mm-hmm. and he he has a broken foot or something yeah and uh it was just sad looking yeah but and i mean they played coachella right yeah
2: they played coachella and he was like sitting on that that throne that gave, uh dave roll hat game of thrones
1: yeah made into guitars instead of swords yeah
2: which i don't know i mean like I mean, I I haven't seen Axel since he came back out this time. So I I, I
1: mean, is he still hitting the notes or? I think his voice is a lot better. Like what I hear, he's
2: worked, and kind of got it back, or.
1: But I don't know. I was uh I was just heard that Perry Caravella is not in the mix anymore. Yeah, the <laughs> singer of ACDC because that guy fits the bill. He yeah. can do ryan johnson and who's the other guy uh, uh, uh i'm blanking on his name uh of course i'm blanking on his name right now lawrence taylor i don't know lawrence Welk. <laughs> lawrence Welk. No. Uh that was a stupid joke. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know. Like I really What are pull- my thoughts? I don't really have any. I don't care about either of those bands, really. Man, honestly. I'm pulling for Axel. Really?
2: I want him to see I want to see it happen.
1: He's the biggest dickhead that's I know, ever but been he, in the in music. But he's oh, been down. Okay. We've got a we've got another caller. We'll we'll get back to this. Okay. Thanks for calling Revenge of the World podcast friend hotline.
4: Hi, uh, yes. This is Michael. Uh <laughs> long time caller first time listener
1: oh (laughs) awesome what's up dude
4: hey uh i wanted to know what you guys uh, we've got a friend question
1: for you okay how's the move going and when will you be back in the studio
4: uh i'll be back by the first of the month It's, it's going fine i mean we're unpacking sweet
1: where'd you move to so
2: can you, like you want to give out your address? Uh, let me. uh moved, let, let me give Bay some clues. Oh, Uh-oh.
1: I was gonna say, let me give him some
2: clues. Well, I, I never would have guessed baycliffe at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> like no matter what you told me, I was
1: gonna go.
4: Ever seen Breaking Bad? Give me some of
1: that <laughs> uh, Awesome.
4: Oh man, hey, it's a, it's okay so far. Um, yeah. I am staying indoors as James Lenares advised <laughs> yeah uh, but anyway, okay so the question is what are you, the hey. two of y'all's opinions on or theory as to why people post stupid shit on facebook like uh i bet many of y'all won't answer this or this kid's hurt, type amen follow me on facebook like what's the end game
1: mm. i think people just want attention uh i think people just follow fall for stupid shit yeah and they're gullible i, I think people I like think to see that impet-
4: somebody's amassing a database of people i think that it's used Ooh, when if, people comment on it they they're getting a lot of lists so that they can bombard them with ads or something
1: oh, okay see I w- when you said that i was thinking if you if you share stuff like that you don't get to go on the escape mission to mars <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> your jeans in here that's a pretty good selection process oh wait we got
2: we got, got an, an emergency alarm. Yeah. i'll be
1: right back yeah his,
2: his alarm's been going off for the weather here
4: oh yeah yeah yeah. We, yeah there's a tornado warning over here oh yeah yeah
2: oh yeah that's not good uh
4: but the so, storm uh, is apparently moving northeast yeah but it was a uh, uh, actual tornado was had a touchdown at 646 and 45 which is like yeah that's my exit so the girlfriend's all concerned i was like it looks fine outside she's like don't you know this the eye of the storm i was like that's a that's yeah. a hurricane babe <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, did you see- the
4: eye of a tornado is you being sucked up into a tornado.
2: Yeah. <laughs> did you see that video of uh that tornado that started in that uh Chinese schoolyard that like picked oh up the kid and God, threw God. it?
1: That was
4: oh no, insane.
2: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like th- like these kids are just like playing on a playground and all of a sudden like this kind of dust devil starts and it picks up a child yeah. probably twenty feet into the air and just like throws the kid. <laughs> It's amazing. Like I mean, I don't the, know. The, the kid was okay and you know survived, so we can yeah. joke about it. But. I think that was animated. <laughs> you,
4: <laughs> you think so, so? so? Yeah. Girlfriend's away, Probably. so she told me to be careful. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I will look outside, and if I see a tornado, I'll run to the bathroom. She's like, what about Christopher? I'm like, hey, whoever gets to the bathroom first, that's <laughs> you know all I'm saying.
2: Survival of the fittest, they man. Get,
4: they get used to that shower, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, uh, <coughs> hope your podcast is going well, and uh, hey, I'll be you, back soon. Do you know? And, uh, do you know
1: who called before you? Ooh. sweetheart of the show lori rodriguez Ooh, <laughs> she was good yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right man we're gonna let you go all righty guys talk uh, to you, talk later. you later bye bye uh, all right what were we talking about before we were, t- we, were
2: we were talking about AC/DC <laughs> and you know axel fronting them and how i'm kind of pulling for guns N' roses to pull it out oh uh, yeah yeah I, I i mean i feel like you know right now at this point i mean axel's been down he's been kicked around and you know and, and, and a lot of it's his own doing, but I, I really want to see him pull it together and, like, make it right. I, I, I'm a, I always want to see him do it right. You know, I want to see somebody, you know, fail and go through a hard time and then get it together and then just make it happen. You know, I really would love to see him.
1: All right, I've got a friend question of you from okay. me. Okay. When has getting the band back together ever worked? Getting the band back together?
2: When has it worked? Uh-huh. Um, Anvil? Anvil? Well, I guess they never really uh, stopped. But yeah. yeah they, no. I, I don't you, you, Dude, Antle's good. <laughs> no, I'm not saying they're bad,
1: <laughs> yeah. but um, I, I don't think that's on everybody's radar. Well, I mean, and it, I don't think that that counts because they didn't really
2: Yeah, but I mean they were also like really slumming it for a long time, you know. And I I don't know. I I just I Regardless of whether or not it's worked in the past, if anybody can pull it <laughs> off, you know, I think that, you know, somebody like Guns and Roses can do it.
1: It's never happened, but i believe in them because they're my heroes. uh i don't know man i want to see it work uh I really do i don't know man <laughs> i got nothing i i don't have any any uh i don't have an example of where a band's gotten back together bad brains no bad oh, brains have always bad, been terrible bad idea.
2: yeah it's like the, per, the personalities are too volatile and you know they just well
1: they're well hr is too crazy Their <laughs> their fourth reunion <laughs> uh is what they're on now i think yeah or maybe they're fifth but it might have worked on the first reunion but Mm. it's fucked yeah
2: well i mean they they have kind of extenuating circumstances you know that's i mean hr just doesn't care you know for better or worse he just does not care and i don't think they're ever really going to get him
1: well i don't think he's that guy anymore well yeah i don't think It's not a matter of caring, it's just he's not that guy, and if he was that guy on stage, he would be acting, you know? Well, he doesn't
2: have to be like a crazy person, but he can sing the songs instead of sitting down and like turning his back to the audience, and then you know, just not. He clearly, whenever he gets on stage, has like Almost like a disdain for the audience, I think.
1: Did you watch that uh, documentary?
2: Yeah, I like, watched it over here with you. Or a large p- portion of it. Part of it, yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I I haven't heard anything positive about the Bad Rains in a long time. You yeah. know? I mean, they, they just, I don't know, I don't think they're done. But, I don't know. Man, I'm like, I feel like I'm really... Flag? That's I think that's a good example. Flag?
1: Yeah. Uh... Does that count without Greg Ginn, the founder of the band? Mm. I wish the Misfits would do something like that, like just.
2: But the Misfits are doing something like that.
1: That's true. That's <laughs> they've been true. doing
2: something like that for like twenty
1: years. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see your point, but you know? I would like for uh, I don't know. like want, the Misfits I, have been bad
2: longer than they've been good at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, that's true. Same thing for Danzig. Ugh. I mean, I feel like I feel like after three, he's
1: I I, I count him out at four. Yeah that was the original lineup of the band and after four it just turned to dog shit yeah <sighs> and I'm, I'm i'm really I'm, why is music talk so depressing today is it because prince died and there's like no hope for the future well no, or... just, we're, we're,
2: i mean we're, t- we're talking about you know kind of depressing things there's still great music happening you know that's true yeah. i mean there's there's always going to be great music happening as long as people care to make it you know
1: this is true unless you're uh washed up <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Unless everybody becomes washed up at the same time. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's always a kid, you know, buying a guitar. Yeah. Every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's move on to uh, better topics such as uh, tenfold tirade.
0: UFOs! goes. Crazy unexplained shit! It's a tenfold tirade!
1: So, tonight's tenfold tirade. um, We haven't, we did not do a show last week. So, this is a little on the old side, but word on the street is (laughs) 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 threats from Saudi Arabia over the 9 11 report. They are threatening that they will dump 750 billion in US assets if the 23 pages of that document are declassified. Yeah. Brennan, thoughts? Um, Is this news to you?
2: I mean, I don't know. I I mean, since 9-11 has happened, pretty much people have suspected there were, you know, Saudi involvement. And, you know, whenever they're clearly redacting 28 pages of information from the 9-11 commission report, you know, that, you know, clearly point towards, you know possible causes and sources of like you know income for the attackers and you know the planning and all that mm-hmm. you know it, it was not really a secret i guess but i don't know i'm See, I, I feel like what they're i feel like this this is just like a thing that they're using for leverage to like maybe like renegotiate terms with how we deal with saudi arabia and it has very little to do with actually releasing information and telling people the truth you know
1: well the thing is, once once the U.S. releases that information, uh-huh. that information becomes available to propagandize yeah. for Saudi Arabia's in- enemies, right? You know, uh, and I'm sure it's not going to help relations with us. No. if you know, if what the conspiracy theorists have always said that uh, Saudi Arabia funded 9 11, mm-hmm. then if that's true, then it's really going to hurt relations, right? <laughs> and I don't know. You know, what is the upside with them anyway? I don't know. I but really don't circling back to the media and what the media says and how conspiracy conspiracy theory has always been valid because it's usually turning out to be right these days. Right. Uh, the media right now is covering this story as Saudi Arabia or oh they're not even saying that Saudi Arabia is threatening the US with right. with destroying our uh our money. They're mm-hmm. saying that Obama is going over there. This I mean this is like the lead into the story Obama is going to Saudi Arabia to uh keep peace because uh the issue is Saudi Arabia doesn't want to be held accountable through lawsuits right. as being responsible mm-hmm. because the story now as it as it's shaped in the media is if Saudi Arabia is found com uh, complicit. complicit uh then people will be able to sue them for right. money and that's a lot of people mm-hmm. um and they'll they'll be held responsible in international court right um because not only did that attack happen but one could say that everything after that uh, attack, including the wars or whatever, whoever right. was killed in the war that that started, mm-hmm. uh, they could also be held responsible for. Wow. Cause international courts, they're not as fair as, <laughs> you know, right. U.S. courts are. Uh, it's just weird, man. Um, so, you know, getting back to the conspiracy theory of the whole thing, what you're not hearing in the news is Saudi Arabia owns 750 billion in assets mm-hmm. and they're threatening to dump it if those pages come out from the 9/11 report. Right. And I'm assuming when you threaten, you know, the lead, leading superpower, right, they're I mean, that's that's blackmail pretty much. Yeah. Uh, you've got something to hide. True. So What the fuck are they hiding? What's on those pages? I just want to know. Jesus. Is that so hard? (laughs) Well, apparently it is. Uh (laughs) And the people that have read those pages, uh, they don't have anything positive to say about the situation. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I have not heard those pages are classified for a reason. Right. For our, you know, well, national security. Well, I
2: mean initially that's why they were saying, Oh, it's national security that they they didn't release them, but uh I mean now it's just like apparently it wasn't that important. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess not. I and I'm in the in in the media, I'm I'm looking at Reuters, I'm looking at CNN yeah. and uh I'm looking at stuff through above top secret yeah. and you know, sources like that to get the the mainstream media, and what conspiracy theorists are saying about this. And it seems like they just don't, I don't know. It's being brought up how George Bush at one point said that it was a group of uh, criminals. Right. He didn't say terrorists. He said a group of of criminals operating outside the the jurisdiction of of the US law or something like that. I, I get that mixed up. But he basically was saying that it wasn't necessarily it
2: wasn't a military it wasn't
1: a it government wasn't, it was like it wasn't like Osama bin Laden or uh the Taliban or something like that it was yeah. it was an actual conspiracy between rogue elements of foreign and domestic governments right which makes me wonder just talking about it i mean i, I my imagination could come up with a dozen things, right? That that could mean, uh, could mean CIA, could mean uh, FBI, mm-hmm. could mean NSA, uh, could mean just uh, black black book, uh, you know, stuff that's gone uh, without supervision, right? And it got out of control or Mm -hmm. maybe the wrong people were making the wrong decisions right and you know it could be it could be the saudi government with the u.s government just made bad decisions yeah and they don't want to make themselves uh known as complete idiots that just ruined 20 years in this country (laughs) you know yeah uh i don't know I mean, it's hard. I don't think that they would be
2: threatening to release it if there was, like, real evidence of any sort of, like, direct U.S. wrongdoing.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, supposedly we had the information that it was going to happen. Right. We just didn't know how. Yeah. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of moving parts in this. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be... 9-11 truther to you know read up on the subject and try and figure things out for yourself uh that has i mean what we're talking about has nothing to do with uh it's not really even conspiracy jet fuel doesn't burn steel you know it has nothing to do with that it's just we're talking about the people that were involved in making this happen right you know and the way george bush handled this uh very, it was very suspicious yeah he he congress called him in for a closed door meeting mm-hmm. uh i think it was a security council or something like that and he would not go he he refused to go unless dick cheney went with him. wow and that's that's on the books you yeah. know so I don't know what that's all about. I don't know if if that says I'm not going to hang by myself. Mm -hmm. You're going to come with me because you're responsible for this. Right. That's the way I see it. But then again, I'm kind of a pessimistic kind of person. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I want to believe the worst in people. (laughs) yeah well i mean it's not
2: like you know dick cheney has a record of being a good dude no <laughs> no well you got to be a
1: human being first yeah not a cyborg <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh i don't know if he opens his shirt he'll have the knight rider thing like the, <laughs> the red light going back and forth More reactor thing like iron man yeah oh. um i think that's it for the show. <laughs> Yeah, let's just I think it. I've gotten myself in enough of a uh, predicament with talking the crazy shit.
2: I'm sad enough. How about you?
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's close it out with some I want to say purple rain, but I don't I'm just kind of sick of hearing Uh. Oh, Uh-oh. Wait a second. We've got a caller. Hold on. Hello.
5: May I please speak with Gabriel Dieter?
1: You are speaking with Gabriel Dieter and Bitchin Brennan Birch. <laughs>
5: Hey, how's it
1: going? Good. Who am I talking to?
5: Uh this
1: is Hey Lisa, how are you doing?
5: (laughs) I saw you earlier today, but I just thought I would call and say hi.
1: Oh, that's great. How's that pizza uh settling?
5: Uh great. I was really stoked that they had gluten-free crust.
1: That's good.
5: I'm definitely going to go back there. So what's So up? did y'all have did y'all have a good time at the print show?
1: We did. Yep.
5: So um. that one that print that you got is that the only print you ended up getting?
1: You talking to Brennan or me?
5: Both of you. Uh, well, I know Brennan only got that one. No, I well, actually, about you.
2: I bought another one. Uh, it's like this little kind of like skull floating on a boat thing. I don't know. I ended up talking to this guy. Like, uh, actually, whenever yeah, you went somewhere for a second, and yeah, I ended up buying a print from that guy, and he gave me another smaller piece as well. So I ended up I walked away with like three things. So I did all right.
5: I can't understand you that well.
2: Oh, uh, well, <laughs> it's because Brennan's not speaking up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, he well, bought he bought a few pieces. Yeah. Um,
5: okay, awesome.
2: Well, I, uh, like I don't understand like where exactly I'm. Whenever we're doing these phone things, like how you're hearing me or you're talking
1: to the phone. Oh, so I'm talking to the
2: phone. Yeah, they're a talking to
1: us through our headphones. you
6: are just talking to it. We might we might have.
1: <laughs> We might have covered this before we took calls. Yeah, uh, that might have been a good idea. Let's just say for my part, uh, I bought the same $15 print Brennan did, and I also spent $215 more. God. (laughs) Wait, what? I spent $230 at the show.
5: But I thought you just got the one print.
1: No, no, uh, no. He, no, I he bought the
2: same one shit. that I bought, as well as a bunch of other things. Oh, yeah. okay,
5: that's what I was curious about because I only saw that you got that one. I got.
1: So. I got a lot of stuff.
5: Oh, that's great. Yeah, there was a lot of really good work there.
1: Yes, there was. And to anyone listening, if you live in the Houston area and you don't go to the next, it came from the Bayou. You are a fool and lose my number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought
5: I, it. I like. I hadn't been to any of the. Those shows before, and I kind of expected it to be sort of like mostly like uh, screen printing or woodcut blocks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was really um, surprised to see more uh, stuff like etchings and mono prints and i I don't know why i wasn't expecting stuff like that but there's some really great stuff i really like the print that i got
2: yeah that one was really nice uh i don't know you want to talk about that
5: yeah um so there's one like pretty young artist um that 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 she um prints mainly like etchings from what i could tell but and she had like really good prices um so i was surprised about that but her name was um anna anna hasletine Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Artist, illustrator, printmaker, in so. at hasseltine at gmail.com. <laughs> and, um, anyways, it's like really quirky and detailed, and there's like the flowers and plants and little creatures. And, anyways, um, I, I really liked her, her work a lot. I bought one of her prints. So that was nice.
1: You were explaining the process of etching to uh, Jess. Uh, do you mind going over that again?
5: Well, okay. So when I was in school, I studied printmaking. And um, I did focus on etchings a lot. It's been years since I've done them. But they're really like labor-intensive. There's a lot of detail-oriented stuff that goes into it. But basically, to get different tones on the plate, you have to etch those areas certain amounts of time. Mm -hmm. So it takes time to understand how long... And a lot of trial and error to figure out, okay... Uh, If I leave it in this long, the kind of tone, because the acid eats away at the plate, and they usually use copper plates. Um, And so it's like, it it can take years for you to, like, figure out, like, what works for you as far as, like, tones and stuff.
1: You're exposing the the material to acid for different periods of time to get different results.
5: Yeah, so that when you ink the plate, those areas that were exposed to the acid longer uh, take the ink more. Right. So it's like, um, and so like you mask a lot of areas that you don't want the acid to erode and stuff like that. And so right. it's like really, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into one plate.
1: That's so crazy. Like we were talking about this earlier, how with with my stuff, I draw, I draw the drawing, I paint the painting, and it's done. My work is. In what you see, but with these printing methods at the show, once you've done the drawing, you are not even halfway done with the final piece. Yeah, it's like step one. Yeah, that's
5: step one. Yeah, true. And there's all these other steps too, like finding what weight paper you want to use and putting it through the press, and you know, it turning out wrong, and using it again and again and again because you have to wipe the plate a certain way and everything. That's with etchings. Like I don't really know much about screen printing, but I know you have to be very meticulous. Mm-hmm. Um, but like doing things I found it almost to be like really uh, meditative because you kind of have to get in this zone where you're working towards this end goal, like this result that you want, but you kind of have to do all these mindless sort of, I don't know, processes to get there that, not mindless, but I don't know how to explain it. It's really repetitive. It can be really repetitive, but it's like really relaxing at the same time.
6: Yeah, I think. right.
5: So, um, you can get lost in, you know, working on etchings for, like, hours and hours. And yeah, I don't know. I kind of missed that. And seeing some of the prints I saw today, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I really <laughs> wish I could do prints again. But, you know, you have to have a press and acid bath and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But there are places, like, I think um, I think it's called Burning Bones Press. Mm-hmm. I think They're think, the ones like,
1: that put yeah. on the show today.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think um, you can rent space there. like. Kathy Kaiser, who is one of the people who started the Rock and Roll in Print event, I went to school with her at Glassell. Um, I, she's the one that was telling me years ago, or I believe it was several years ago that, um, you can kind of rent space at Burning Bones and then that way you don't have to invest in a, a press and everything.
1: Hmm, right.
5: Cause it's really expensive, but yeah, one day maybe.
1: Cool. So,
5: sorry, <laughs> I just like ranted.
1: No, no, it's uh, fine. Uh, we're actually about to close the show down, but, uh, oh. thanks for calling in.
5: Yeah. you will have a good evening. You too. Okay. Bye.
1: <laughs> bye she's so fun uh we had lunch she she was actually this is weird but i didn't know that she doesn't didn't remember you on the pilot episode yeah jet uh lisa was on the she was the first guest on the pilot episode Mm. and it was me as the host brennan as the engineer and uh renee cruz and lisa hunter were the guests right and uh it was a terrible show (laughs) but just the fact that you were there, yeah. she was there, and you guys kind of, you know, were dating for a while, but she didn't know that you were even there. Yeah. For the pilot. It's just weird. The yeah, weird thing. It is kind of weird. Yeah. All right. I, don't know. I think we've chopped this shit up enough. What yeah. do you say, Brennan? I, I, I'm good. Calling it a day. I'm good. Uh, you got anything going on that you want to? talk about did you bring my uh white crypt zine uh
2: no but i found a bunch of them so i'll bring okay. you one
1: uh but uh i've been hearing this for the last year but yeah i believe you this time
2: yeah well i've had one in my car for a long time and now it's all torn apart because it's been in my car for so long but uh I don't know, I did just book a really exciting guest, which... Yes, we gonna... don't
1: want to reveal that yet. No. But, no. rest assured, it will be our biggest guest so far. Pro- pro-
2: probably the closest thing to a celebrity we will have had thus far.
1: Uh, definitely a childhood hero. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, I- I'm really
2: excited about it, but I'm not going
1: to say I would not be the person i am today if this person didn't exist no probably most of our audience wouldn't because I, I i i can't like i can't
2: think of a single person who did not watch this person's show don't don't okay yeah i'm not I'm, I'm, that's all, all i'm much. gonna say don't that's all i'm to much. say he is a, a television childhood idol
1: all right <laughs> it's not uh what's his name it's not ricky schroeder <sighs> <laughs> sorry guys yeah. uh all right thanks for listening sorry we took so long putting this one together but uh we'll be back shortly gently go fuck yourself
3: you learned love and lust they both have four letters but they're entirely different words
6: She was a sex freak Met her in a hotel I masturbated with a magazine She said And it's all in her naked girl."
1: there. I looked all over. All I found was some panties on the stairs. I said thank like
6: you.